0: Let's talk about the week 12 waiver wire pickups. Atop my list this week is Zach Charbonnet. Kenneth Walker went down with an oblique strain yesterday, and Charbonnet was thrust into a heavy workload. He ended up getting 15 rushes for 47 yards and catching 6 of 6 targets for an additional 22 yards. Charbonnet should get the starting nod this week. With Seattle having a quick turnaround and playing on Thursday night against San Francisco, I really doubt Walker's going to have enough time to recover. And from what Coach Pete Carroll said, this sounds like a pretty legitimate oblique strain. And Walker may miss more than just this game. I personally think Charbonnet has a good chance to take over the starting job in Seattle. He's more of an in-between-the-tackles type of runner, which is the type of runner Seattle's usually used. Think about Marshawn Lynch and Thomas Rawls and Chris Carson. They've always liked North and South runners. I think it's clear that the Seahawks want to get Charbonnet more involved and get back to that formula. Over the last four weeks, he's actually outsnapped Kenneth Walker. Not to say that Kenneth Walker isn't a capable North and South runner, but he's more of a home run hitter, and he takes those chances trying to push it to the outside. Charbonnet is currently rostered in about 45% of leagues, and I think he's really valuable in all formats, but especially in PPR. He was known for having good hands for a big back coming out of UCLA, and at 6 214, he could definitely get in between the tackles as well. So he should get some good red zone work and I think he'll definitely be involved in the passing game. The only downside for him is the Seattle Seahawks' schedule. Over the next four weeks, they play San Francisco, Dallas, San Francisco again, and then Philly. So he's going to have his work cut out for him, but if Walker does indeed miss more than this week, Charbonnet should be locked into the RB1 role in Seattle. For the purpose of this week, I would fire up Charbonnet as a low-end RB2 slash high-end RB3 He's going up against San Francisco, who allows the third-fewest rushing yards per game with around 81, and it wouldn't be surprising to see Charbonnet struggle. San Francisco's coming off of a two-game win streak and have a lot of confidence coming into this game. DJ Dallas will likely be sprinkled in to help spell Charbonnet, but this is definitely Charbonnet's backfield for the time that Walker is out. Next up, Isaiah Likely. Likely's only rostered in 3% of leagues, and I anticipate that number going up substantially. Mark Andrews unfortunately went down with injuries to his left fibula and ankle, and he is set to potentially miss the season. It's kind of up in the air at this point, but it sounds like it's a very significant injury. Before going down, Andrews was the tight end 3 in PPR this year, and this is despite missing week 1 with a quad injury. While the Ravens will definitely miss Andrews in the passing game, they're also going to miss his role in the blocking game. He's definitely a big part of this run game, and Likely is not quite the blocker that Andrews is. In 16 games last year, likely had 36 catches for 373 yards and 3 touchdowns, which is not too shabby for a tight end in the rookie season. With Mark Andrews out of the lineup now, there are 6.5 targets available for someone. I'm sure the receiving core will definitely benefit greatly, and you'll see Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, and Odell Beckham all get a boost, but I think Likely will definitely inherit a good chunk of those looks. At 6'4", 241, it would not be surprising to see Likely get a lot of red zone looks. And the Ravens like to target the tight end. They target the tight end the 10th most of any team in the league. Likely should play almost every tight end snap for this offense. He ended up playing 74% of the snaps when Andrews went down. And I don't think his production's gonna match Andrews, but he's definitely gonna have a chance to produce. Ultimately, the Ravens prioritize the run over everything. They have the most rushing attempts of any team in the league this year with 355. So I have to think we're going to continue to get a heavy dose of Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell, and Justice Hill. For the purpose of this week, I think Likely is definitely a low-end TE1 in all formats, and he definitely has some upside. He's going up against the Chargers, who allow the most passing yards per game with around 316, and they allow the fifth most fantasy points per game to tight ends. Last on my list is A.T. Perry. Perry stepped in for Michael Thomas once he went down with a knee injury, and apparently this knee injury is pretty serious. And I think A.T. Perry has a good chance to cease the number two receiving role in this offense behind Chris Olave. Perry is 6'5", 205, and has pretty good speed for a receiver his size. He ran a 4-4-7 coming out of college and he flashed some of that this last weekend. He ended up getting two receptions for 38 yards and a touchdown. Perry's only rostered in about 2% of leagues and if this last week was an indicator of things to come then I have to think he's going to be on the field quite a bit. He ended up leading all New Orleans receivers in snaps playing 56 and this week he's going up against Atlanta who just got gashed by Will Levis, Josh Dobbs, and Kyler Murray. If Perry isn't considered a pickup, he's definitely a stash. I think his value is definitely tied to Michael Thomas. But from what it seems like, Thomas is going to miss time. And Perry's definitely going to have some type of role in this offense. Those are my waiver wire pickups for week 12. Thank you so much for watching. Please subscribe and let me know your thoughts heading into week 12 in the comments below.